This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet her maid, nothing can come between us. Well, talk about election interference. To me, this is amazing. President Trump is taken incoming from every different direction. And now a judge has decided that May 20, 2024 will be the trial date for his classified documents case. He had argued that it should be after the election. Because how can you campaign when you're dealing with all of that at the same time? And also, there's so many issues about classified documents and who can actually see the documents. You've got to have people who have clearance. So there's all these different layers. This is not like a normal trial. And by the way, have we heard anything at all from Robert Hurd, who is the special counsel who's investigating Joe Biden on the classified documents? I have not heard word one. I have heard Zippo. And that's because you wonder, is he even looking into it? Somehow, it sure looks like a double standard here. And this comes also, as we know that President Trump is saying that he expects at any moment there will be another indictment. And that one, he says, uh, is going to be tied to January 6th because he got a target letter on Sunday. And they basically said you got to appear by Thursday before the grand jury And they are looking into election interference, if you will, and a whole bunch of different layers tied to January 6th. Remember, that's when he said, peacefully and patriotically, go to the Capitol and march. Uh, So that is also, in my mind, a stretch, too, as well. But that isn't stopping them. They seem to be saying in every different direction, no problem whatsoever. Let's just come up with another one. You got the Bragg case, of course, in New York. That's over the business expenses. And that one could be maybe fall, but likely that one looks like that spring. Now we have this classified documents one. This is the federal one, different than the state one from Alvin Bragg. This one now the judge is saying we will do May 20th, 2024. Uh, By the way, in this one, the special counsel's team wanted it to start in a few weeks. And President Trump's team is like, no, 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 no. We need to have some time to go through the documents. we got to figure this all out. we got to be able to defend ourselves. Uh, We have to find out people who can look at classified documents. The judge kind of split the difference. It looks like kind of went in the middle and said, okay, well, he wants it after the election, which, of course, is November 2024. They want it basically in the next day or next hour. So let's kind of end up somewhere in May. And that will probably change. But who knows? I mean, that is smack dab in the middle of election season. How can he actually go on the campaign trail 
and defend himself and then have to appear in court and defend himself there. And also, that's after all the big, big contests. I mean, that's after Iowa. That's after New Hampshire. It's after South Carolina, the primary. It's after Super Tuesday, which is the big kahuna, you know, which is a lot of big states. So pretty much at that point, by May 2024, the presumptive GOP nominee would be locked in pretty much. You pretty much have an idea of who it's going to be. The conventions happen later in the summer, but you pretty much know, okay, who is the front runner? He's already the front runner, but barring anything else, you pretty much know. So you can make the argument that you're actually denying voters the chance to vote because what if they go after him? What if they convict him? Uh, what if there's some other layer that happens with these cases? I mean, this sure feels like election interference to me, and there's something that really just stinks about it. I thought the Alvin Bragg case was weak. I think the classified documents case is weak, too. And now we're hearing that they're going to go after him on January 6th at any moment, according to Trump, because he got that letter, that target letter. And then in addition to that, also word just coming a little bit ago that Trump may be facing racketeering charges in Georgia for attempting to overturn the 2020 election results. This is the case with that uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, big-time Democrat who doesn't like Trump, and their reports in the Guardian newspaper tonight saying that they expect that Atlanta's prosecutor is going to be preparing soon formal charges against President Trump for racketeering for his efforts there in Georgia, and that that's expected to come in August. So let's get this straight. It's like, what month is it? What indictment is it? It's literally an indictment a month. I mean, you can't make it up. You got the Alvin Bragg one that comes in May. June, of course, is the classified documents. Hey, it's July. There's still a little bit of time left, which means maybe they'll do another indictment next week on January 6th. And then August, it sounds like August is the, you know, the Georgia one. You just can't make it up. It's like, okay, let's see what's going to happen in September. You know, did he jaywalk when he was 15? Is that what's coming in September? This is nuts. So what are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, here is Congressman Andy Biggs. He's part of the Freedom Caucus. And this is what he said today. He said, this is so overkill. If you look at the underlying prosecution here, it looks to me like it's a, a very political operation. Um, again, disparate treatment between Joe Biden and, and Donald Trump. Joe Biden was then vice president. He couldn't take any documents out. You have the case, uh, the Clinton sock case, sock drawer case. It looks to me like a political prosecution. Uh, it's going to be sm- coming smack dab right in the primary season uh, in some states. Uh, and it's going to, it may have an impact on the election. And that would be the third election in a row that you've seen uh, the police state apparatus uh, actually uh, interfere in our election. You know, it is amazing. And I agree with him. It is election interference. I mean, I thought they didn't want to do these things close to election. We're already. Is there anybody who thinks we're not like an election campaign season already? And yet now they're thinking about it being smack dab. What? Like, okay, let's do uh, maybe Super Tuesday. And then could you appear in court a couple hours later? And could you do this? Oh, that's not interfering whatsoever. I mean, this is really just stunning, the pylon and the bombardment. And again, I feel like it's throwing darts. 
I feel like it's like they got a dartboard. Okay, let's try this one. Let's try this one. Let's try this one. Well, listen to Congressman Eric Swalwell. Remember the one who was dating the Chinese spy? That's the one who had no nothing to see there. And then remember Nancy Pelosi then put him, I think it was on the impeachment committee. Boy, isn't that the perfect person you want to have on when you're talking about foreign uh, you know, issues and spying issues? Let's put the guy who had the Chinese spy helping to raise money for his campaign that there were allegations he had an affair with. That sounds right. Well, here is Eric Swalwell on MSNBC, and listen to what he said. He said, you know, there shouldn't be a problem, no problem with Trump. I mean, if there's no issues with Trump, well, then he should just want to hurry up and get this over with and just kind of go through the meat grinder 24-7. If Donald Trump was so innocent and this prosecution was so rigged, wouldn't an innocent person subjected to a rigged prosecution crawl through glass and walk over fire to exercise their speedy trial right? It, it, someone who is as innocent as Donald Trump claims he is would not want to delay justice. The whole point of a speedy trial right, uh, which he could use and go to trial uh, pretty quickly, is to protect people who are wrongfully accused. And so he's sure acting like a guilty person. He's acting like a guilty person. From a guy who had a Chinese spy on his campaign that there's rumors he had an affair with that he didn't never really answered any questions for. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff there, there. Um, but, you know, he knows innocence and guilt. He's the expert on innocent and guilt. Well, here is Steph Knight. Uh, this is an Axios political reporter on CNN. And. Steph talked about sort of basically the implications of where this is going, the timing of it, of course, with the election so close, and also the impact on voters. Uh, There was a new poll today that came out that basically said it's a third, a third, a third, like a third of the voters would vote for Trump, a third would vote for Biden, a third basically want to vote for somebody else um, or are open to somebody else. So where do you see this going? There's another poll that came out. I don't believe this one's correct, where it said that Biden would basically clobber Trump. Uh, Biden, I'm not sure if he's going to be awake on Election Day. I'm telling you, the way that that guy's going, the way he was slumping over this week, um, and the changes that they have to do on the plane, you know, they're making the shorter stairs and everything else. Um, But there's so many things going on here. And the question is, will this give him another bump? I mean, it seems like after every indictment, he gets an election bump. I mean, after every single one, he basically goes up, it seems like, somewhere between 7 to 10 points as the estimates and polls. So if he gets indicted again, maybe as early, who knows, this weekend, likely next week, maybe soon after. Sounds like it's eminent based on this target letter. Will he get a bump in the polls? Or where is there a point where, like, voters are going to say, it's just way too crazy. It's just way too crazy, and we're just going to pick someone else, which is part of, I think, the logic of also in 2020. You know, remember, Biden wrote on calm, and we're going to get to the fact that obviously it's anything but calm now with that uh, FBI informant document. We're going to talk about that later on in the hour because there's a lot there there. But if you look at everything that's coming, how will it impact the election? What do you think, guys? one 800 And here is Steph Knight, again, Axios political reporter on CNN, uh, with Steph's analysis. 
I mean, again, this is coming right after Super Tuesday, and there's a very real possibility that Donald Trump could be the Republican nominee for president, who is then having to leave the campaign trail at a critical moment to go to court facing federal charges, serious federal charges. And so in some ways, that's handing Joe Biden, you know, an easy target for Trump. But on the other hand, you know, when it comes to Trump, it's always unclear how these kinds of things will play with the national public, how it will play with Republicans. And we've seen so far that when he's been indicted on these charges, he actually sees a bump in the polls. So I'll be watching to see whether that changes. But in some cases, you know, we already know what these charges are. Voters already know what these charges are. They've seen the indictment. They've seen the photographs of the classified documents in the bathroom. Um, and so, you know, it'll be interesting to see whether actually seeing a trial take place will sway some of those key voters who are already locked in for Trump. Yeah, and I don't think it will. I think actually, and I I said this earlier today, I have a lot of friends who were saying they weren't going to vote for Trump. And now that they hear that another indictment is coming in the last week or two, they've said, now I am voting for Trump, uh, that they are just so fed up. They just see this for the overkill that I believe it is. Where do you think that's all headed, guys? 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Here on the Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Sounds like uh, Hunter going to the White House, putting it all together, because that's where he's been hanging out a lot these days. And we are talking now about President Trump, uh, because now a trial date has been set, and it looks like another indictment is right around the corner. You can't make this up. It, it's like you need like a like a, a puzzle to figure out how many different indictments from how many different jurisdictions under what allegations and what's going on. And yet so far, Hunter and Joe seem to be going scot-free, but maybe not anymore. I think the dams are about to break on that one. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in Myrtle Beach on line five. Go ahead, Mike, your thoughts. Hey, Mike, you there? My call is back. We're not sure if you have a bad connection. Let's go to John, line one. John, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. You know, there's no statute of limitations on these charges, so this is definitely election interference. This guy, Jack the Ripper, is totally out of control. He's got a history of of malpractice, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what else to call it. Prosecutorial misconduct. And nobody's going to respect the results. They're already touting the third article of the 14th Amendment but that was meant for, and that's why they kept using the word insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. I think they knew all along that that language was in the 14th Amendment, that you can't serve 
if you were found guilty of insurrection. He wasn't found guilty by any legitimate committee. That J6 committee was a kangaroo court. Absolutely. But you know what, John? You are correct. I actually, I think you are exactly correct that that's where they're going with this January 6th. Like, okay, let's do this one, do this one. And now this one is basically the language. But, but you know what's interesting? That, that part of the 14th Amendment, by the way, I've been reading up a lot on, has never really been tested, um, especially in modern times. So, you know, he can make the case. What, first of all, like you said, he's never been uh, tried with that or charged with that. And they're just trying to find anything they can. I mean, doesn't this just seem insane? It's like the definition. We're living in an alternate universe, John. Uh, but you're right. That, they're just trying. It shows how desperate to me, I think, that they are. Your thoughts? Look, everything they've done so far has never been done before, but they've done it. They have set precedents that if they had to live by, they'd be whining like stock pigs. We've never had an impeachment where it was one party only and the guy was convicted and impeached. We never had a veto, a pocket veto pocket impeachment. What was that all about? I never heard of such a thing, but it was done. Then we had this J6 committee, which was unconstitutional and only showed one side of the story. And they did it. And yeah, they're a I legislative agree. body. They can't make criminal referrals. They tried to make criminal referrals, but they can't. They're not the Department of Justice. They can only offer their legislative body. They can only offer up what they have as far as evidence, and then the DOJ takes it over. So I don't think anybody's going to respect whatever happens in 2024. I can see the Democrats doing sit-outs and saying he's a criminal, and I'm not going to work under a criminal, and the country's going to be in complete chaos. I don't know how we're going to come back from this. They've really done damage to all of our institutions. Nobody has faith in anything. And they say that we are a threat to democracy. They have destroyed the republic. We're not a democracy. We're a republic, and they've destroyed it. You know, and, John, what you just talked about with the uh, Senate, you're right. I mean, I just see they are like, to me, it just shows that they want to win at all costs. Um, And to me... This is really dangerous territory. Like you said, they're sort of breaking the mold. Doesn't matter what the rules are. Doesn't matter what the issues are, uh, that they're just going to go for it um, and try to do whatever they can. Let's go to Pete, line three. Pete, your thoughts, my friend. Rita, I would think that this judge is a little bit biased. I mean, she's doing everything to try and destroy the greatest president that we ever had. I would take a bullet for this man. That's how much I feel about him. And I don't know how he has the endurance to put up with all this. This is like a crucifixion where everything, how how is he going to run for president if they got him there? They're afraid that if they get passed and he wins the election, which he is going to. And and by the way, they may have just handed the presidency to him. Uh, they may have certainly handed the nomination because people are fed up and they see what it's, you know, what it's happening. They see the, you know, the pylon and it may also be the presidency, too. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families, a really powerful story coming from Arcadia, Florida, 
where two police officers there put their lives on the line to rescue a woman and others from a burning home. Officer Warren Cooper of the Arcadia Police Department was one of the first on the scene. He said, quote, I was passing by. I saw smoke coming from the back of the house. So I just happened to pull up and a woman came running out and then was shouting, saying, please go back in. Help my mother. So he went into the home to try to help. And when he came out, Officer Stephen Carroll was then arriving on the scene. And I told him, man, I need your help immediately. So facing pitch black darkness and heavy smoke, Officer Carroll rushed inside. He said it was so dark that he couldn't see the woman or her brother who was trying to pull her out of the burning room. He had to follow the man's voice until he reached them. I was able to locate them both, pull her out a few feet. Then I had to go get myself out, go get some air and go back in. He said, I couldn't see him. I just kept calling out and asking and asking. And he finally replied, I'm here, I'm here. And then the two of us together were able to get her out of the house completely. She was flown to the hospital. She's currently in critical condition at a burn unit, but thankfully alive and lucky to be alive thanks to the very fast response from an officer who just happened to be driving by at the right time. What a powerful story and a great example of why we always love supporting our men and women in blue. Well, we are talking about President Trump's trial now slated. This is the classified documents one on the federal side for May 20th, 2024, right smack in the campaign season. And boy, does that sound like a bumpkiss, to put it nicely, on a Friday night. What are your thoughts? one 800 848 Let's go to Al, line four. Al, your thoughts. Yeah, hi, Rita. You know, Rita, I just wanted to say I'm disappointed. I believe the person with the document case is the judge in Florida. I believe she was a a Trump appointee, correct? Yeah, Eileen Cannon, she was, yes. Yeah, so, but I'm not surprised that she caved because, you know, uh, she wants to be politically correct. And I'm sure former President Trump uh, will not forget this. Uh, Either will Senator Scott from Florida or Senator Rubio. Uh, What she did is... uh, she did what was the wrong thing here. And in regards to uh, with President Trump, when you mentioned also with the general election, uh, I think he'll be successful. Uh, I don't, I'm not convinced Joe Biden will be the nominee because he's in such poor shape. And I hope that uh, Senator Manchin of West Virginia, I hope he does run as an independent, and that would help President Trump even more in the general election. Yeah, I agree. By the way, you know, there was a poll that came out um, just recently, Al, when you brought up Manchin. And it's interesting because the poll basically said that Manchin, Carl Rove kind of claims due to his math. um, And Carl, I think, you know, usually has a pretty good theory, but I disagree with him on this one, where he thinks that Manchin would pull equally from Biden and Trump. Most people don't believe that. Most people believe it's only going to pull or at least pull a lot, mostly from Biden. What do you think? I I think it's going to be a lot. I don't think people who are thinking of voting for Manchin are are wrestling between Manchin and Trump. Manchin, uh, you know, tries to position himself as a moderate. He usually votes with the establishment Democrats most of the time. Uh, Like, but I do believe that he is more moderate than most of the Democrats, but I still believe he would pull more from whoever the 
Democratic nominee is for president. If, if it's President Biden again, than he would from Trump. Yeah, I think so, too. I 1000 percent agree. Al, thank you. And you know what? I think also um, Eileen Cannon, the philosophy behind her, she got the request from the Trump team to put it on till after the trial of classified documents after the election. Again, uh, the prosecutors, the special counsel folks came forward and said, we want it basically uh, tomorrow, ideally. You know, they said December at the latest. So I think that that's why she kind of said, oh, split it in the middle. I actually think even though it's going to be May, it will probably get pushed back. I don't see it probably starting on that date. I just don't think it's conceivable. The question is, uh, the more and more pushback it gets, it gets closer to the election. I mean, maybe it's in August or September, which is literally right before the election. I mean, it's just this has never happened. I mean, this is one of the most incredible times in American history when you think about all this. Al, thank you very much. Let's go to Joe. Line two. Joe, your thoughts. Breathe my love. Rapid fire. First of all, I do not believe that well, that uh, Swalfeld slob in bed with the uh, communist Chinese. I can say one thing. For yeah, wait, sure. y- you mean Eric Swalwell, right? Swalwell. Yeah, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure that um, I'm sure that the act of love was never constipated because obviously he's ballless. But anyway, and we had to start off with a joke because this is so serious. Attrition, intimidation, and this basically what they're doing is they're attempting to wear him out to Trump. And I'm going to tell you something else. And this is not an alarmist. This is not paranoia, Rita, my love. This I do believe they're trying to kill him or make him incapacitated, just like they're trying to kill off Sergeant Perry. Because if he gets a 20-year sentence, they're going to they're going to be gunning for him in the prison, and he'll defend himself. And if he cripples somebody, he'll get another 20 years. If he kills someone in self-defense, he'll get life. They're attempting to kill these two guys or incapacitate them. And this is a disgraceful situation. And I'm going to tell you one other disgraceful situation. I've been calling for weeks the Salvation Army in New York to get vouchers, to get changes of clothes for American veterans in the same clothes for 13 months. And I even had they told they have the VA call us, and they did. Back and forth, letters were sent. So what happened, Joe, real quick, because we're talking about Trump, but real quick, what happened? They denied the veterans the vouchers, but 13 illegal aliens from Arabic and Central American countries were given city vouchers to the Salvation Army, and I was in the store and I saw this. Oh, my goodness, Joe, that is insane, because, of course, they should be giving it to American citizens, especially veterans first. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Joe, I hope you brought attention to that, and I'm glad that you're calling up here and bringing attention to it now. Thank you so much, Joe. Uh, We love you, and you know how much we love our veterans, too. That is outrageous. Uh, Let's go to Tony in Indiana, line one. Tony. Hi, Miss Rita. How are you? I'm good. What do you think about all this stuff, all this incoming to President Trump? Well, uh, two things real quick. I just want to comment on that caller with Mr. Manchin, you know, and I think he was 100 percent spot on. And I think if, you know, I know this is never going to happen, but if Trump was ever forced and said, "Okay, well, you got to pick a a Democrat, he'd be the one I'd pick as a vice president. I mean, that would I think that would make Biden jump off the boat right there. But that's that's just my opinion. But anything with Trump. What happens, I guess, I, I, I want you, I want your expert opinion. So what happens if Trump he gets indicted? Let's say he gets convicted and he goes to jail. I mean, I just think that's going to boost him even further. 
I mean, he becomes president. He's sitting behind bars. Can he just pardon himself? He can on the federal charges, they believe. I mean, you know, it's never really been tested, but many people believe that on the federal charges he could. Now, remember, the the Alvin Bragg charges, uh, which is that whole craziness with the business expenses, that's a state charge. And this other one that we're talking about is another federal one coming in. The Georgia one is a Georgia state one. So it's like they're trying like every which way because they're thinking, okay, if he pardons himself, and by the way, he can still run for president. If he's sitting behind bars, I mean, think about that moment. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's not inconceivable the way that these guys are going uh, and the way they're trying to get them, uh, that that may not have, you know, that may likely happen. I mean, who knows, Tony? This is crazy. And that's why, listen, the first federal case, um, remember, on classified documents, that one in particular is in Florida. So now this next one that they're looking at, this January 6th one that's probably coming soon uh, will be in D.C., which a lot of people think will be less favorable, of course, to President Trump in terms of a grand jury, because the voter pool there is certainly not going to be favorable to Trump. Washington, D.C. and New York and a number of these other places are certainly not going to be necessarily favorable to him. So, I mean, there's so many. He could still pardon himself on some, be in jail on the others. I, and this is just it, it is it is one wild ride, Tony. That is for sure. And by the way, earlier today. Uh, I spoke with John Loro. Uh, he joined me and the great John Katsimatidis on Katz and Cosby. He is the new attorney on the January 6th case, again, where they expect an imminent indictment that could be coming at any day. Uh, this is, again, from Jack Smith. This is tied to January 6th. And this is a fascinating discussion. I wanted to play some of it for you guys. Take a listen. Again, this is Trump's brand-new attorney, just hired, and he is involved in the January 6th case where it looks like an indictment's coming soon. First off, um, let's get to this trial date. I mean, how crazy. He's going to be smack dab in the middle of, you know, of the election process and probably the nominee at that point based on the polls now. Uh, how is this not election interference? Well, that, well, first of all, good afternoon, Reader and John. This is exactly election interference. And this is what um, I fear most. We're, we're in unprecedented territory right now. We have a current president using his Justice Department to take out a predecessor and someone who's running against him, a political opponent, using the criminal justice system. That has never happened in the United States before. And the basis of that criminal case, at least with respect to the January 6th matter, involves all actions that President Trump took as chief executive of the country. The president had a responsibility to execute the laws faithfully and point out when there were election discrepancies, which he did. And and he certainly advocated a position And now he's being prosecuted potentially for political speech. This is incredible. This is a road to oppression. This is a road which which we've never thought the United States would travel. We're becoming a banana republic. It's awful. You know, uh, Trump attorney John Lauro, it's amazing to me. And I think about on January 6th, President Trump said, and it's on video, you know, peacefully and patriotically. I I mean, to me, I, I don't know where they're going with this. Well, the, the one interesting thing is they're, they're, they've indicated that they have no interest in indicting him for his speech because for the last two years they've been saying President Trump had nothing to do with the violence on Capitol Hill. So that's now off the table. Even though a lot of people have made issues of his speech, 
They're not threatening that. What they're threatening is all of the president's political positions. Number one, saying that the election had irregularities. Number two, um, that that Mike Pence should just halt the voting on January 6th with respect to the contested states and allow a re-audit. That's the only thing the president said. This is the first time in American history that someone is going to be indicted for asking for an audit for trying to get to the truth. And what they've threatened now is to say that that request by President Trump to get to the truth is criminal and an obstruction of justice. In this very same week, in the very same week, that Joe Biden is under, should be under investigation for a major bribery scandal. And, and what was so shocking, Rita, is that this letter came to President Trump while he had just gotten home on Sunday night. So somebody in the Department of Justice was rushing to get that out in advance of all the bad news that was occurring this week with regard to Joe Biden. Where do you see it going? Um, Do you have any indication how imminent an indictment? I mean, you know better than anybody, uh, Attorney John Lauro, that when you get a target letter and we've seen the history, there seems to be a pattern here as you're talking about. It's like uh, the double standard to me is very blaring. uh, And yet it keeps coming at Trump. And he keeps getting these target letters, and pretty soon after, he gets indicted. Have you gotten any indication how soon that could come? Well, you're exactly right. Usually uh, a, a target letter means that they're about to indict. And, and the unfortunate thing is for our country is that all of these criminal cases are lined up. There's collusion. There's coordination. They're being done. They're being, they're being done in a pattern to try to take Trump out of the election and make sure that instead of talking about the issues that the American people are interested in, he has to deal with criminal cases. I have to emphasize one point. The Justice Department has no statute of limitations problem. They can bring this case. They can bring these cases after the election. They're choosing to bring them before the election to tie Trump up, Mr. Trump up in knots so that he can't effectively campaign. That was interesting. He just said that the DOJ has no statute of limitations. So they easily could have waited till after the election. And to his point, they are just trying to tie Trump up and bog him down. So do you think it's going to work or do you think it's just going to embolden President Trump? And what do you make of the fact, again, this is John Loro, the new Trump attorney, who is preparing for what they expect is going to be uh, an indictment at any moment uh, coming from Jack Smith on January 6th, basically saying, as you just heard, it's the first time he believes in American history that they're going after a president for asking for an audit. It's actually pretty clear when he says it that way. Doesn't a president have a right to say, hey, I would like an audit. I would like to see if this is correct. And what, that's not allowed? I actually thought that was very compelling. 1-800-848-9222. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And I'll take your calls when we come back. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. 
situation for President Trump. And guess what? Biden's got quite a situation. We're going to talk about that in the next hour because what Biden is accused of is stunning. And I say that uh, because this informant from the FBI and that document that was just released yesterday, uh, so many people today are saying maybe there should be an impeachment inquiry, at least a special counsel looking into this. What happened to these allegations? Apparently, this Burisma Ukrainian executive uh, told this credible informant that there's all these audio tapes, all these recordings. So had they heard them? Have they gotten these people? What's the latest with that? There are some explosive questions that basically make any of these allegations against President Trump pale in comparison. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teddy. Line 7. Teddy, your thoughts. Hey, Teddy, where are you? All right, Teddy. See ya. Let's go to Stan. Go ahead, Stan. <laughs> I follow a guy who ain't there, huh? What are you going to do? Yeah, where anyway. was Ted? Where uh, what you got to tell him? Uh, you uh, know? Yeah, he, he, he might be watching in, uh, something else. Well, anyway, well he, hey. he snooze, you lose. Go That's ahead, it. Stan. You're right. You're right. Hey, I want to say something to the guy, Teddy, that schmuck who calls up and says he would take a bullet for Donald Trump. Hey, t- hey Pete. Let me tell you something. It would be Trump that would shoot you. He don't give a damn about you. Since he would shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get away with it, he'd blow your brains out. What a moron. You'd take a bullet for him, you stupid idiot. Oh, Stan, first of hey, all. You hey, you hey, wait, 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 hang on. Stan, Stan, that, that is a low blow. Pete, uh, Pete, 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 right. is, Pete is a good guy and a patriotic yeah, he's American. A good guy. Go but ahead. Anyway, anyway, Stan, your thoughts before you keep offending people. Go ahead. That's all right. That guy needed offending. The point is that. No, he didn't, but go ahead. I think, <laughs> and uh, on a legal standpoint, the January 6th situation where he might be indicted there, then Georgia, I think it'll come down, Rita, to the Supreme Court of the United States. If there's an election, and during the election there's a court, and he's found guilty, let's just say he's guilty. I wish he is, but. I think they'll appeal it to the Supreme Court. And then for the first time in history, other than John Sirica during Watergate, uh, the Supreme Court will have to make law uh, to decide, does a president who is convicted of a crime and is convicted go to jail? And they'll have to decide. Now, it's a conservative court. I don't know. But it's something we have to think about. It may wind up in the Supreme Court, and they will have to either make new law or change history forever of the presidency. Don't you agree in that? If it goes that far. You know, I agree with you that I do think um, these cases, at least one of them, I think, or maybe all of them, uh, may end up in the Supreme Court in some form. I 1,000% agree. Um, and I think wherever it goes, there will probably be an appeal. Uh, there'll be, I, I think there's going to be so many delays on so many of these cases. I mean, the classified document one, uh, for example, which now they have this May 20th date, they're going to say, well, wait a minute, we, we need this document. They're going to contest different documents. They're going to say, hey, can I, I know I need to reveal this because it gives a defense for me or it helps in the prosecution. I mean, there's going to, there goes, there's going to be because you're dealing with national security issues. So that one in particular is going to go on. But I agree with you. I think it, it's, this is, this is, that's why I say this is, there has never been uh, an election cycle like this, which is already crazy. And then you add maybe four indictments. We got two so far and two more may be coming. Buckle your seatbelts, guys. Uh, This could be historic. 
And I agree. I think a lot of people will be looking at a lot of legal scholars and a lot of lawyers are going to make a lot of money. That's for sure. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Continuing here with the Rita Cosby Show on this Friday night. And I hope all of you have an awesome weekend. Some new details coming in tonight. And this is from the Daily Mail. Uh, Take a listen to this. This is tied to Joe Biden. And remember this FBI informant. It's the FD 1023 form, it's called. But it's an FBI informant form where he really made these explosive allegations. This is a credible informant who's been paid high six figures from the FBI, has shown to be reliable, some they've worked with for years. So you got a track record there. This is the guy who revealed that there was basically extortion and bribery uh, by Joe Biden and his son Hunter. That's the allegations tying directly to, quote, the big guy. And going up against this Burisma executive, basically, quote, coercing him to give five million to Hunter, five million to Joe. And then there would be policy changes. This prosecutor who was investigating the corrupt Burisma firm, which Hunter was on the board of, would suddenly go away. And by the way, what a surprise. The prosecutor did go away. So, boy, there is a lot to talk about with this. So now. We are learning details about this investigation and how they got some of the details here that are tied before the investigation sort of was taking shape. And this is basically all set uh, with this informant who, again, had a history. The first was the first report that basically came in in 2017. And now there's also word that it was referred. They obviously took it serious enough that they actually referred it to uh, the Philadelphia office and then to the Pittsburgh office of the U.S. Attorney's office. So the attorney general gets it. The FBI gets it. Then they refer it to the Pittsburgh office in Pennsylvania for FBI agents and others to look at it. And they said, let's bring this informant back in. We want to, like, re-interview the person. So, obviously, it sounds like they did a little bit there. Apparently, there was a back and forth, they said, uh, whether or not to bring the person in. They were really wrestling with it. I don't know why they were, but they finally got the guy in. Um, and they fought, it says, for, quote, a month to convince the guy to finally come in. Then he does come in, and he does a follow-up interview with him. And in that follow-up interview, which was in June 2020, he basically says uh, this is where this purported $10 million bribe and extortion scheme was revealed. And he confirmed what he had said before and provided more information. They also said that this guy who was giving the information, they were able to corroborate part of the story because they know that he had ties to the Ukrainian oligarch, the guy who owned Burisma. And also, they also were able to look at, like, travel plans and travel vouchers and meetings that he had that actually corroborated what he was saying. So then they said at that point, according to the story in the Daily Mail, that it was actually forwarded to 
the Pittsburgh office. They sent it then to the Delaware U.S. attorney because they knew that the Delaware U.S. attorney was starting to look into all the Hunter Biden tax stuff. And they figured he was also looking into the Joe Biden stuff, too. And then we don't know what happened to it. Then it looks like it fell into one big old black hole. Uh, Because remember, that guy seems to have been dancing all over the place and giving different answers left and right, according to the whistleblowers that we heard this week. But it's interesting to show, actually, this gives even more credibility to this FBI informant document that they looked at it. They actually went for another interview with the guy just to enforce it. They also corroborated it with some travel and meeting plans. So it actually sounds like they did a bit of due diligence and said, hey, listen, U.S. attorney um, in, you know, in Delaware, take a look at this because this is a big blaring red sign. And based on the history of that guy, I would make the argument that he probably did nothing. Wow. 1-800-848-9222. And of course, all of these allegations against Joe Biden come as he does the Sergeant Schultz defense. I know nothing. I know nothing. Here he is. Remember, Joe Biden all along has said, I don't know anything about my son's business deals. I don't know anything tied to Hunter. I've never asked him. I've never met them. Uh, Well, you know what? I think all of that is a bunch of hogwash. Here is Joe Biden in a previous interview with Axios. Let's remember this one. Her son was getting paid a lot of money to serve on the board of a Ukrainian energy company facing serious corruption charges. You were the vice president running point on Ukraine. The average Joe hears that and says, that sounds fishy. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody. Well, you've had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? No, because I trust my son. But that doesn't pass the smell test. Like when you're vice president, isn't there a higher standard? Don't you need to know what's happening with your family? Don't you need to put down some guardrails? Unless there was something that was there was something on its face that was wrong. There's nothing on its face that was wrong. So, look, if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. I mean, come on. This is so <laughs> these so, guys are amazing. Uh, you're amazing, Mr. President. Um, you know, there's nothing on his face that was wrong. You just heard the allegations. And again, now we know that the FBI was aware of these allegations all the way back to at least 2017. They and sat on it for a long time. Finally, they bring the guy back in, the informant, and he gives them even more information. And then they feel that it's warrants enough, that it's credible enough. It's been screened and vetted now. We're finding that it's substantive enough. And then they forward it to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. And again, it looks like nothing happened at that point. So that U.S. attorney better hurry up and get put under oath and better, you know, tell the truth or he's going down. Because I'm telling you, it is terrible. You can't have somebody in office. Uh, that is actually, you know, saying mixed messages. First, he sent three different versions in the letters. And now it looks like this really credible piece of information that they actually found was credible enough. They forwarded to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. And so far, he better have a big reason why he never followed up on it and proof that he actually even tried to follow up on it. But he needs to testify under oath and as does Merrick Garland, too. 
Uh, here's a little bit more, by the way, of Joe Biden in an interview again with Axios. And he just reinforces, oh, everything's great. I'm Mother Teresa. Take a listen. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit, to suggest anything done was wrong. You know that. But you keep asking me these questions. It's okay. He, you, know, you're, you're, you know, you're doing what you have to do. But I'm not worried about it. Look, the American public knows me. Come on, man. What are you doing? That's malarkey. And then let's go to this one where here's a couple times where he just said what is just totally unbelievable right now. First of all, I, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business Yes, I stand by that statement. No, I don't discuss business with my son. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. We've always kept everything separate. And I've never discussed what my son's business with him because I didn't want any conflict. I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. Is there anybody out there that actually believes that? I mean, that that is insane. That is clearly a lie. And he's also said, I never met with my son's business partners. There's pictures of him playing golf with them, with Devin Archer, who sounds like he's going to sing like a canary in the next few days. Uh, and he was on the Burisma board. He was really close to Hunter. You know, and they're playing golf together, and they never brought up, never met him. What were they like? Did they make sure that, like, he played on a different golf course that day and what they glued the picture together and they just happened to be wearing the same outfits that day. You know what? It's like total coincidence. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony on line two. Tony, your thoughts. This is just inconceivable. And he is, I'll just say it, he's outright lying. He's clearly lying that he never talked to his son. No father would spend the kind of son time that he sends with his son, just period, forget even these horrible allegations against him that are coming out in the last few days. It is unrealistic, and it's a flat-out lie, Tony. So listen, he should be looking into his uh, son's friends, uh, even though he's an adult. I wanted to tell you one thing before I tell you where I think the President Trump thing is going. But the first thing, so I don't forget, two of his son's friends, and, and parents should always check to see when the children are underage who their friends are. It's Devin Archer. And Devin Archer was Hunter's friend. They were partners, and they were working on this deal to take property from the Sioux Indians and sell it as loans. And so Devin Archer is now headed for jail. He's the one that's going to be interviewed, right, in a couple of days? Yes. Okay. So Devin Archer is on his web. Well, it's listed in Wikipedia that he's been given permission by the prosecutors to take some time and go around the world and and make money, you know, for his whatever he's going to be getting into trouble for. I thought that was amazing. When I looked up his name, that's what I saw that came up. And it seemed to me that if he was able to go all around the world and do money things, he might have something to do with where all the 
LLCs were hidden. By the way, Tony, that's why I keep talking. You you hit it on the head. I keep talking about uh, Devin Archer because this guy was so close to Hunter Biden and they were right there wrapped up in all the money coming in and the relationships and the board of Burisma. And he was kind of with them from the beginning with all of that. Um, and you are 1000% right. And he's facing some real serious stuff. So they've got him over a barrel. And apparently the word is, you know, according to the GOP members of Congress, that he is cooperating and ready to testify. So, Tony, that that's why I actually think he could probably be the most significant witness so far, because he would have firsthand knowledge, just like you said, of all these like LLCs that look like a, like a, a puzzle. Uh, let's happen to send it over here and then we'll send it here and then we'll bounce it back to here. It's like a Star Wars laser. Let's keep bouncing it around. And then maybe after 20 or so times, uh, somehow it ends up in a Biden family member or, uh, you know, what Comer's looking for. Did it end up in a Joe Biden house or a Hunter Biden house or where it did? But but I think he's going to be huge. Don't you think, Tony? I think so. And I think, you know, there was two there's two partners he had, and the names are funny. It's Devin Archer and Bevin Cooney, because Cooney's in jail, too. But I didn't hear his name being listed. And they both did this scam with the Indians, which is, which is amazing. And then they made loans from their money, and they sold the loans all over the place. So this is going to be very interesting, because that's a money trail. You know, um, so Tony, went- Tony, I also want to have you talk about also the – the um, what you said at the very beginning, because you said at the very beginning um, that, you know, the father, what father doesn't ask why the son happens to be on the plane to China? You know what I mean? Oh, oh, what? I what? Uh, you just happen to be on Air Force Two. And then suddenly there's all these business deals that happen like days later. Surprise, surprise to these crazy LLCs. And, and Tony, I, I just, you know, obviously. By Hunter Biden's own admission, he is a crack addict. Uh, he's had clearly many issues with prostitutes. I saw different things on those videos than I've ever seen in my life, right? I learned more than I did when I popped into uh, Amsterdam and walked by as a high school, as a college student. Um, but I'm just telling you that, that to me, it is inconceivable. You have a, a troubled son who clearly by his own admission had all these problems and the father's not going to say, hey, son, why are you getting all those millions of dollars? Why are you driving that fancy car or that fancy this or that fancy that? Is it realistic to you in any shape or form, Tony? To me, it just seems it's it's bupkis. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the Biden family. They're dysfunctional. But I wanted to tell you on Jack the Ripper Smith that I call him. <laughs> he's, a special, he's a special prosecutor, um, and he... Um, recently, just before all this happened, was doing like war crimes in Kosovo. So yes. they've really, <laughs> they said to him, the only way you're going to get out of those war crimes is if you get rid of uh, the Biden family problems. Otherwise, you're going back to Kosovo. And so he's like, he's okay, I'll mission. take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's on a mission when I saw that about him. And I listened to uh, President Trump's attorney, John Laurel who's saying that now they're really going to concentrate on not so much, you know, inciting everything, but the fact that he questioned the election is really going to be the focus. So when I looked at John, uh, Jack the Ripper Smith, 
in the notes about him on Wikipedia, it tells you he considered pardoning four people. He recommended their pardon. And one of them, um, I don't want to mention names, was... Yeah, real quick, Tony. He was a... um, What was he? He was an election money laundering crook. And Jack the Ripper Smith recommended that he got pardoned. Wow. It sounds to me like a double standard there, Tony. And now here he is going after Trump. And again, as Trump's attorney said, Trump may be the first time an American president, if he goes after him on this, uh, will be indicted for, quote, asking for an audit. Uh, That is actually pretty simple. It's pretty interesting. Isn't that free speech? Aren't you allowed to question uh, ask for an audit. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Hold the line by Toto. We're rocking out here. Some oldies that we love here on the Rita Cosby Show on this Friday night. Uh, when I think of line, uh, Hunter Biden sure has seen a lot of lines in his life. Different kind of line. 1-800-848-9222. Where do you see all of these investigations going? And do you see a total double standard? Also, this new detail that we're hearing about Joe Biden and this FBI whistleblower, or I should say informant, um, who is talking. I mean, boy, it is a bombshell. And the fact that they actually looked at it, they re-interviewed him, and then they sent it back to what looks like a black hole at the U.S., the uh, Delaware office of the U.S. attorney. We're going to talk about this after the break. Everybody take your calls, 1-800-848-9222, and we'll take your calls when we come back. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and also their families, a big shout out to Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, This is coming from Miami, Florida, where they're based Uh, Because building on the cruise line standing as the cruise line that carries the most military service members, Carnival Cruise Line has expanded its military appreciation gathering into now a full military appreciation day on all sailings in North America. Beginning next week, Carnival's military appreciation day will be held on each ship. Guests will see special messaging presented on the Carnival Seaside Theater screen, and they will hear announcements from the cruise director and the captain. And on sailings of four days or more, a large U.S. flag will be displayed in the ship's atrium throughout Military Appreciation Day. The president of the cruise line says, quote, at Carnival, where we're proudly known as America's cruise line, we're intent on honoring our military heroes and expanding our military appreciation gathering into a full day as a wonderful tribute to the sacrifices of our armed service personnel and the families. 
Um, Also, Carnival already apparently carries more active and retired military service members than any other cruise line. And the president says they are proud that our new Military Appreciation Day will serve as an incredible tribute to military service members and their families. All the members of the military attending the gathering, by the way, receive a special pin. And also the longest serving veteran will receive a special hero coin. Also, uh, they said that each month, Carnival is going to give away a free cruise to one member of the military and a guest of their choice. How beautiful to see what they are doing to honor our great military and their families. Uh, And now I love that they are making it a military appreciation day uh, every day on the ship. How beautiful is that? And also to honor our great veterans. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Well, one thing we are talking about that certainly doesn't deserve a bravo is what has been coming out about Joe Biden. Again, in the last few hours, we're learning word that this allegation from this FBI informant was at least looked into and deemed as credible. So much so that they actually forwarded it from the main office of the FBI. It went to the Pittsburgh office and then apparently it was sent to the Delaware office. And then somehow it got lost in a black hole, at least, like we haven't heard anything. Um, It looks like also, by the way, in the last few hours, there's reports that David Weiss, who is the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania, uh, will be allowed to testify in some form. My gut is they won't let him testify until after the Hunter plea deal, because the Hunter plea deal is scheduled for next Wednesday. So um, you'll be like, wow. He's suddenly available on Thursday. That's my gut. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And all of this stuff that just stinks between the whistleblowers that we heard from last week and now also hearing all these new details coming out about the FBI informant and these damning, absolutely damning and very serious allegations against now the president of the United States are really concerning. And to me, it's extremely concerning because when you look at these allegations coming from these rogue individuals and you got a drugged up son who says by his own accord, he was obviously on crack cocaine. He was on all these drugs. He was with hookers, all of these things. That's what he says. Um, You know, you clearly have an opportunity for someone to be compromised, for someone to be blackmailed. Who knows what else is out there on Hunter? He claims that he there's in one place where he says he lost a laptop in Las Vegas and it had to do with Russian hookers. That was one of the stories that was out there. So if that's true, boy, there could be a lot of stuff that's out there. Uh, That could just be the tip of the iceberg. We've already seen details in the other laptop and uh, it would make anybody blush. It would make... uh, Mayflower Madam Blush. Let's just put it that way. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Congressman Andy Biggs, because he was asked today, what do you think, now that you've heard $5 million for the president, $5 million for the son, again, that's the allegation. Uh, it still has to be verified, but it doesn't look good, and it's coming from a credible informant. Where should this go? Should there be a much more serious investigation of the current president of the United States? If Trump sneezes, it seems like they go after him. So here's what Andy Biggs had to say. Probably, yes, where it sits today, and I'll tell you why. There are at least seven or eight additional indicia that Joe Biden 
was involved in Hunter Biden's business. And this provides the quid pro quo. There are tapes purportedly out there. There's 17 of them, which, is, by the way, is a number was that they FBI had redacted originally when I saw the document. But the oh. point is, you have a series of of uh, different witnesses, whether it's Rob Walker, where it's the AUSA, or whether it's the uh, Ziegler and uh, uh, the other whistleblower uh, uh, Shafley who basically said they believed it was Joe Biden that was involved here. And that leads us to move to an impeachment inquiry. And that's that's really where the first step is. So you flush it out a little bit more. And he's saying that maybe go for an impeachment inquiry against the president, because then you get more funds, you get more support, um, you get more staffing. There's just a whole bunch of stuff that's related to that. And he says this absolutely needs to be explored. We need to find out where did it go. And he keeps kind of going back to the same guy again in Delaware. Like they had this information. He didn't look into it. Remember that WhatsApp message that was like, I'm sitting next to my father. And then suddenly the investigators this week, the whistleblowers were saying they were blocked from any of that, that they weren't able to look at it. They weren't able to look at the Hunter Biden laptop. They were told stay away from the big guy. They couldn't even, they wanted to do a GPS. They wanted to do signaling to see if indeed the president was sitting next to his son when his son typed that message saying, I'm sitting next to my father. And they were told no. I mean, wow. Is, and now you're believing that this guy who got this explosive information in 2020 didn't do anything? I, I think so. I mean, based on the track record, I would be, there's some serious questions that need to be asked of that U.S. attorney who keeps flipping and flopping in the different letters that he's been sending to Jim Jordan and these other committees on Capitol Hill. But President Biden, now he's kind of like, he reminds me a little bit of Gary Hart. Remember Gary Hart when the whole thing with the monkey business with Donna Rice? And the reporter said, we think that you're fooling around. He's like, follow me, watch me. And they did. And they got him. And they busted him. And they're like, I'll take you up on it, right? And his campaign was over. for the pre- After that, it was like done. So here is Joe Biden saying, hey, uh, you're talking about big bucks when they were asking him the questions. And he comes back with, take a listen to this. Bribery allegation. Congresswoman Nancy Mace says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that he sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, what a weird answer. I'd like to bring in a psychologist in on that. Someone says that you've sold out the country. It's Nancy Mace, who's a pretty measured congresswoman. And she said this was after looking at this FBI informant that now the whole world has been able to see because Grassley just released the document yesterday. So after all of that, he goes, where's the money? Oh, no, no. I'm just joking. I mean, it was just, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, who was it? Was it Al Capone or somebody who was like, you know, yeah, try to catch me if you can. I mean, it's like, it was just a weird answer, strange answer, as opposed to how serious I would never do that. I would never do that. I would never. And he continues to say, still doesn't know anything about his son's business deals. That part clearly to me is a lie. The other we got to explore, but that part is clearly a lie. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Fred. Uh, line four, your thoughts about all this, Fred? Yeah. Okay, first, uh, Hunter Biden, I was, I was saying to Avery, 
I said, if they made another Godfather, you would see Hunter in the boat saying, Michael, you know, I understand. And you know what would come next. I don't want to have to take violence or anything like that, but Hunter would be gone. That's your Fredo, you know, instead of Chris Cuomo. Uh, the other thing is... By the way, that so, is a good analogy. I, although Fredo, I think... Um, did Fredo, maybe, you know, Fredo did do drugs, too. So you're right, it would fit. You're right, go ahead. Maybe, I know he did hookers, you know, that freak show that he did in Cuba. But he did do that. Um, another thing was, uh, how is it, I want to know, tell me, that you could say no, you can't know about our family, the Biden family is off limits. You can't know. It's one rule for one and for the other People should be angry or, I don't know. I don't I, know. And Fred, that's why it's disgusting. That's why we played that comment before of him. Because when he was asked that question before, Fred, um, specifically, you know, what about evidence in your family? Oh, no, I didn't know anything Hunter was doing. And then remember, he started saying, "What? let's talk about Trump. Like, he's very quick to point the finger at President Trump and anybody in President Trump's family And yet, no, his family, don't you dare talk about. And these allegations, I contend, uh, you know, make any allegations against President Trump pale. If indeed these are true, and I always say if, but if indeed these allegations are true and our president was on the take for tens of millions of dollars and was selling out U.S. policy and decisions to rogue uh, countries and rogue individuals in China and Russia and they're also talking Ukraine and Romania are the countries we've heard, it pales in comparison of anything so far uh, that they've even uh, accused Trump of. Uh, This is really bad, and you're not supposed to ask because it's malarkey. Um, And to me, there's an arrogance about that, that he is above the law, that you are not allowed to even ask that question. Uh, And and he calls people like stupid, or remember he called uh, uh, Peter Ducey a stupid son of a blank, remember? I mean, you know, how dare you ask the question? I'm glad to hear other reporters at least asking the question. At least he's not the lone voice, but they better keep it up. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, look, Teddy's back on. Let's go to Ted. Ted, are you with us now? I sure am. I, okay, I sure am. Hey, I said Hey, Ted, before, by the way, where were you before? I, I went to you early on, and, and you were MIA. Well, I do admit a mea culpa. I, okay, I fell asleep. I was waiting on the phone with the phone because we don't have any ver- landline because Verizon, there was a... All right, a cable- all right, we don't need to hear about your phone thing. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, I've lost, being a math teacher, I've lost the number of, I don't have enough fingers to determine how many indictments Trump is going to have. But, you know, you do equal. You only do Biden, 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 and it's outrageous. What about the coverage of Trump's indictments? If, and you're talking about the seriousness of it? He had nuclear secrets, and they were exposed of our national security, and you minimize that, okay? All you do is talk about, I I like Peggy Noonan. I met her in New York City. She's terrific. Day, I agree I with congratulated you on that. Her. She's terrific. You are no Peggy Noonan. And you, you are I, no I, and Peggy Teddy, Noonan. Teddy, that's fine with me. I love Peggy. I don't want to be like Peggy Noonan. She's terrific. Uh, she's great. I think she's one of the great speechwriters of our time for presidents. 
Uh, I am not a speechwriter, so I'm actually I'm happy somebody else is doing that. And I think the world of Peggy, by the way. So uh, so two things, Teddy, since uh, you are a math teacher, let's go through a couple numbers. All right. Um, right now, there are two indictments against President Trump. There may be two more. There may be more. That's four. OK, let's do some other numbers. Five million plus five million equals ten. All right. Maybe, you know, that maybe you can teach that in class. Those two numbers together equal 10 million. That's the allegation just from this credible FBI informant. You seem to think that that shouldn't be looked at. You seem to think that that's not worthy, that our president may be severely compromised from these rogue countries. And the numbers that were recited this week, since you're a math teacher, totaled up to 17 million. That was the total from the two IRS whistleblowers who testified this week. They were actual people who worked on the case. One of them is still a current supervisor, Gary Shapley. The other one was there for like 13 years. So I think they know what they're talking about more than you or me. Uh, And they came up with the number 17 million. So let me just ask you, as a math teacher um, and as someone who's a mutual fan of Peggy Noonan, as I am, uh, don't you think that that's concerning? I think if you pulled Peggy off the street, since you did, and I'll be happy to pull her off the street next time I see her, too. I think she'd say, you know, 17 million sure sounds bad. Don't you think, Ted? Yeah, but it also sounds bad with Mr. Kushner uh, and uh, Ivanka getting millions from Saudi Arabia after they left the White House. But you conveniently omit that. The difference is, Teddy, the difference is, Teddy, that they had business experience. The, the most business experience we've heard from Hunter was that he knew, since you're a math teacher, a one crack pipe plus one crack pipe equals one junkie. Oh, don't be No, but that's the truth. Sad. Teddy, you're making it sound, even his by his own admission, he has said in interviews, he did an interview with, with ABC. Uh, and by he the way, has an illness. By the way, he, he, ha- he, he clearly did, illness. which is why somebody like that could be compromised. And Teddy, look, I hope he's sober now. He's admitted he had a problem in the past. I hope he's clean uh, because, boy, is that a dangerous place to be. But when you look at all these numbers, Teddy, you can't tell me, uh, you know, I know you're not a uh, scientist, uh, but a rocket scientist could figure it out that basically, you know what, uh, something's wrong here. He's getting X amount from China. He's getting X amount from Romania. It's going to partners of his. It's totaling 17 million. And then there's this very credible FBI informant who's saying he was basically extorted, coerced into 5 million for the big guy and 5 million for the son. And he basically had to do it. And that uh, Hunter was, what did he use the line, stupid as his dog, stupider than a dog or something like that? I mean, Teddy, come on. You seem to be blind to the other. You don't even want to have it investigated. You know, I mean, that that's a big problem. And, Ted, I'm glad you stayed awake for this because this has been real riveting. We're going to continue your calls after the break. Uh, maybe Teddy can do the math. One plus one equals, uh, you know what, maybe one impeachment investigation for now, President Biden. 1-800-848-9222. Thanks, Ted. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And in the you can't make this up category. 
That's my message to Hunter because I guess he's not worried. According to the DailyMail.com, uh, things seem to be very happy um, in Los Angeles. Uh, the Daily Mail is reporting uh, that the guy who was basically bankrolling uh, Hunter Biden, he's a hotshot attorney, Kevin Morris, was seen smoking, according to the Daily Mail, a large bong on the balcony of his Los Angeles home. And according to the Daily Mail, Hunter was seen visiting Morris at his Pacific Palisades home at the same time. So what could go wrong there? Uh, the guy he's staying in the house is smoking a bong on the patio. Hunter, according to the Daily Mail, is inside. Um, and didn't they find cocaine recently, too, at the White House? I mean, there's some interesting things going on here. Listen, I hope he's clean. Uh, but what a mess. I wouldn't think that that's necessarily the best environment to be in if you're, even by your own admission, an ex-junkie. I'd be like, maybe I shouldn't be staying at this house. Maybe a little too tempting. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Mario. Line two. Mario, your thoughts. I need some logic after Fuzzy Teddy Bear. Go ahead. Rita, the bottom line is is that Hunter was compromised. Don't you think the KGB and the Communist Chinese uh, Secret Service is watching him? Now, he was in Vegas. Not everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Some of those women could have been KGB agents. Also, Rudy Giuliani said he, when he had the man down in Delaware gave him the laptop, there was kitty pornography on it. That's absolutely disgusting. But I want to mention one thing before I go, and I love you. I want to mention, let's never forget Antonio Di Benedetto, not only a great singer, a great actor, a humanitarian, but he was an American infantryman, World War II, and he fought the Battle of the Bulge, liberated Italy, France, Belgium, and he proud, and he also the death houses, the death camps. He probably was one of the ones who helped free your father, who your father was a freedom fighter. The bottom line is, let's never forget that he marched with Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King, as did Frank Sinatra and Tony Franciosa, Dean Martin. By the way, Mario, thank you. I'm glad you also reminded us all. I loved Tony Bennett. I had the honor to meet him a number of times. He was such an amazing man, and you're right. On top of being, I think, who Frank Sinatra called the greatest singer ever, Uh, He was an incredible veteran, Mario. You're right. And his story of survival and what he did for this country, he will be deeply, deeply missed.